Seven footers crew, what is going on? We are just in Sweep City, baby. Sweep <laughs> City, here we are. I mean, guys, Gerard. Listen, we if, if the Heat win tonight, the night that we're recording this, we're gonna have eight days off before the NBA Finals. It's that, which you know, which for the players. They're at this time of the year, these guys are gassed. So a little time off is going to be helpful for them. You know, they're going to be like the whole rust versus rest thing. But if it's equal playing field for both teams, whatever, they both deal. Um, and then for us, we can kind of downshift a bit, have a nice Memorial Day weekend, not worry about any hoops. You know, you can kind of plan things and then get ready. Get yourself mentally prepared for Tuesday game one at home in for the Denver Nuggets and whoever they play. Likely, likely. The Miami Heat. Or Thursday, excuse me, not even Tuesday. Thursday. So many thoughts. So many, so many thoughts. Um, first of all, while we would be while we will be without NBA basketball, we still have WNBA basketball. True. Just so y'all know. That's true. That's true. There will be. Just so y'all know. But um, go go watch the Connecticut Sun and of course the Holy. <laughs> but anyway, shameless plug. Let's get down to the business here because can you believe it really quick before we get into it? What are the chances? Like both series could potentially end in sweeps. Yeah, look, I mean, unlikely sweeps too. Uh, I mean, on the east side, on the east side for sure. Um, even on the west side, look, I like to make fun of the Lakers and LeBron stands, but look, they 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 really had a nice turnaround to their season. But I think what you're witnessing, Jenna, is two teams that are clearly head and shoulders above everybody else, not just. Mm-hmm. necessarily in terms of talent on the on the the roster but in terms of how they execute on both ends of the floor and how they have a, an identity and understand and know who they are as a basketball team uh both these squads the Miami Heat and Denver Nuggets Jenna you know we're used to those of us old heads not you youngsters like yourself we're used to when we watch basketball teams have to go through a progression generally speaking, before they win a title, right? There's usually a number of years of playoff heartbreak and collective failure before you reach the mountaintop. Now, for the most part, that kind of is still true, but because of the player movement and how things happen, teams rise up pretty quickly, right? More than other, more than in, in previous eras. But that's what you have with this Denver Nuggets squad. Generally, Everyone likes to think that this is something out of the blue. They right. went to the conference finals three years ago. The last two seasons, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. have been injured while they made the playoffs. They made the playoffs five consecutive years. Like, so they've gone through their share of playoff struggles, guys being injured and not being able to get over the hump. On the the Heat side, conversely, this team was in the conference finals uh, uh, three years ago, right? Um, And they get to the NBA finals against the Lakers, right? In the bubble. So, you know, it's. And they've gone through their share of collective heartbreaking failure last year, losing to the Celtics in game seven of the conference finals. And Jimmy Butler said, we had enough this year. We just didn't get it done. We will be back next year and we will get it done. Well, Jimmy looking pretty prophetic because they're one game away from getting it done and going back to the NBA finals. For real. I mean, Jimmy Butler is, is the star piece of this finals right now. I mean, I mean this uh, postseason run so far. So, I mean, 
a lot of people sleep on Denver because they're not flashy. I mean, if you ask anybody, no offense, and I don't mean this in a shade, like shade way, but like you ask anyone on the street who Jamal Murray is, they're not going to know. Like the, the, the casual fan is unaware of who Jamal Murray is. I'll tell you right. what though. NBA defenders know who Jamal Murray is after he cooks them all the time. They are damn know, sure know right. who he is. <laughs> I know that's right. Um, and we'll get into that, that last defensive play, that huge stop that mm-hmm. he had at the end of that mm-hmm. Lakers game uh, to shut them out and send them home. But let's talk about the Heat because they're looking to close out the series against Boston tonight, the night they were recording this. And there's a few points we need to hit on here, starting with we've seen the greatness of them in this series especially. But let's start with the brain behind that, the nucleus, mm-hmm. Eric Spostra. I mean – we all know Spo is great, but like this is something else. Like he's actually making Joe Missoula look like you know, <laughs> like, like I don't even like like gluten bread. You know, <laughs> it's not even trendy anymore. Like, look, Jenna, we've said for a long time, Coach Spo is probably the best coach in the league. Um, and the thing about coaching Jenna is, it's not just X's and O's, right? That's one piece of it. Sure, you're a salesman, you're part counselor, therapist, all these different things. And you have to be constantly selling your message. I said that last week when we talked about Doc Rivers getting fired. If the players ain't buying what you're selling, it don't matter what you're saying. It's not getting through. I know that's right. The the heat, what they have is continuity between ownership, front office, head coach. Andy Ellsberg and Pat Riley in the front office, Eric Spolster on the bench. If you all remember, in year one, when LeBron James got to the Miami Heat and they were kind of scuffling a little bit early, there was a game where LeBron's walking back to the bench and he bumps Spolstra, right, Um, in classic LeBron passive-aggressive manner. Um, And everybody's like, oh, my God, are they going to fire Spo, whatever. LeBron even went to Pat Riley and was like, no, we got to get this guy out of here. And Pat Riley was like, nope, that's not how we do things here, my friend. Spo's the head coach. You either go along, you either get along, or you go along, right? That's that's how that we would never play happen here. today. I that mean, is, not with Pat per se, but 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 my point is, Jenna, that's how. But this is why the Heat, as an organization and their culture, hashtag Heat culture, is better than everyone else's because mm-hmm. they allow everyone in their job to do it well, right? Uh, shout out to the Golden State Warriors too, who also have a great culture in that way. Yeah. Bo is allowed to coach these guys hard and get in their face, right? Um, Pat Riley and Andy Ellsberg in the front office, they do their thing. Mickey Arison, the owner, allows them to bring in whoever they think is going to fit their culture. The Heat also have a culture of um, not only accountability, but they welcome and they embrace conflict, okay? They are fine with it being out in the open and it being ugly and messy because they know Winning is ugly and messy. We're not going to do this passive aggressive. No, 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 no. You got a fucking problem. You come out, say what it is. We're going to hash it out right here, and we're going to and we're going to move on, right? And that's what they embrace that as a team. And it is no personified and nobody more than Jimmy Butler, the king of confrontations. Okay, um, mother f whatever. We'll get this bullshit, this bullshit right back at him. They, they embrace it all, right? So they, so when you do that, Jenna, what happens is, because most people by and large are conflict avoidant, right? They don't, they don't want yeah. to have conflict. But what happens when you're conflict avoidant, Jenna, is that those feelings don't go away. They sit internally and they bubble and then resentment starts to build, right? Oh, well, fuck this motherfucker. I ain't setting no screen. 
I'm not doing it, right? All those little things start bubbling under the surface. We don't got that problem, Miami. Everything is straight up. You got a problem, come bring it out to the group. And we're going to hash this out right now. And that's yeah. hard to do because people got to get their feelings hurt, get emotional. And like, the, oh, that may not, that's not for everybody, clearly. But for the Heat, it works for them. And Jimmy Butler is extremely skilled, obviously, playing elite basketball. Um, I think I have him and Jokic, Jokic won him too, top two players in the league this yeah. postseason. Um, Bam Adebayo has been great. Yeah. And, you know, Jenna, Eric is the glue that holds us all together, and he breathes spirit into his guys. Jenna, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, and Caleb Martin say. are starring in the conference finals. Starring. Not, oh, you know, let me get like a minute or two spot duty. No, 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 no. Starting, starring, and playing critical roles. You know what they all have in common? They were, just gonna e- ask. they were either undrafted. Well, I think they they were they were all yeah, undrafted, all of them all undrafted players. Why do I bring that up? Not because of the way the stupid broadcast team brings it up. The reality is, Jenna, when you are undrafted, what does that mean? It means every team in the league could have had you. Yeah. In fact, every team could have had you twice. They passed on you two times. But the Heat say, you know what? This person can impact winning. We're going to get them into our program, our culture. We're going to do what we do, and they're going to help us impact winning. If the Heat at the beginning of the season called up the other 29 teams and said, hey, uh, what's your interest in Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, uh, Duncan Robinson, and 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 uh, who am I missing? Um, Caleb, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson, and who's the fourth guy? Just, just talking Didn't about him. We just said Caleb, Caleb Martin, Duncan Robinson, um, Gabe Vincent. Uh, yeah, doesn't matter. You, you you can look it up. Point yeah. is, if the Heat offered those guys to any of the other twenty nine teams, the people on the other end would have hung up the phone. That's it. But guess what? Most of those other twenty nine teams, guess what? They not doing right now, playing in the conference finals. They at home. Bet they could have used these guys on their squad this season, right? But it works in Miami because. Their thing is, how do you impact winning? If you can impact, we will get you into our program. We will figure out the rest. And they know what their role is, and they excel in their role. Look, of course you need star players. Everybody knows that. You cannot win without star players. But star players don't do it by themselves. somebody got to get rebounds. Somebody's got to screen. Somebody's got to pass the open man. All the other little things that most people don't see when they watch a game, somebody has to do those things. And these guys star in their roles, and they're now being asked to expand their games. They're doing it, and that is what happens when you have a true culture instilled in your franchise, as opposed to, all right, let me just get the best talent I can find and just figure it out on the fly. Yeah, we, we've seen that that shit doesn't really work. That's that's not really how this game works. Proven to all of the guys sitting home right now. Home. Uh, that's it. So, yeah, I mean, true testament to Spo and how he's coaching this team. It would be very interesting to see if, he, he wasn't the coach and, you know, how this team would operate and execute. And of course, you know, culture permitting too, but Jimmy Butler, I mean, outstanding. And he, you know, is a very selfless teammate. I mean, Jimmy, I think that's the perfect word to describe him. 100%. And Jimmy, because Jimmy also views himself in a very different way, right? Uh, most of you are familiar with Jimmy Butler's story. I mean, yeah. it's, it's hard scrabble, right? So despite 
all the riches he's attained as an NBA player, making all NBA, all that kind of thing. That's not how Jimmy views himself. He still views himself as that last first round pick, a grinder. I got to get better every day. My spot's not guaranteed. If I don't work hard, I'm not eating today. Like, even though that's yeah. not going to happen because of what he's accomplished, that is still his mindset and how he approaches because that's <laughs> where he comes from, right? That is the path he took to get to NBA stardom. And when your leader is willing to sacrifice and do all those things, well, the 12th man can't not do it. <laughs> I mean, right? Like, you, if the best guy is doing it, you all have to do it, right? That is what we talk about when we mean leadership, right? That's one way you show leadership. Oh, this guy's doing it. He's getting coached up hard. Zero. I mean, who am I? I'm the 12th man on the team. I'm definitely going to get mother effed and all this sort of thing, right? Like, I, I got to I gotta just roll with it. And Jimmy, it. Jimmy is a great leader for that team. Bam, of course, as well. Um, Kyle Lowry, you know, the plus minus God. Like, you have players here who just understand how to impact winning. And Jenna, that's the name of the game at this time of the year. Look. Scoring is but one way you impact winning. One, there are many other ways you can impact winning. And the Heat have a bunch of players who know how to impact winning in a multitude of ways. And that's why they're up 3-0 about to potentially sweep tonight. Exactly. So uh, let's talk about the other end of this. Uh, Boston, again, premature to say, you know, this is happening, that's happening. However, if they do get swept, which it's a very good chance they will on Miami's home floor what's going to happen in Boston I'm seeing all these you know commentators xyz basically split up the stars or don't split up the stars I already think we have a feeling that you're going to get rid of your coach who doesn't have that much experience and can't hold the locker room together but you know that's here nor there what do you foresee for this team and especially I should add really quick Woj came out um and said last night before the Nuggets-Lakers game that players in the locker room in Boston are not happy with how the dismissal Ime of Doka was handled, let alone the decision to dismiss him entirely mm-hmm. because of the connection they had with him. So here's what I'll say first. You're right. We don't know if the sweep's going to happen tonight, but we do know this. The Celtics ain't winning four straight. And, to, and taking this game against seven, an right. Eric Spolster Miami Heat led team, barring some catastrophic injury, right? From that, yeah, that's not happening. The Heat are winning this series now. As to what's going to happen in Boston, look, I don't think they should necessarily fire Joe Missoula because I don't know that this is his fault per se. Now, he gets some blame, okay, but he's a young coach. Mm-hmm. This is his first year. And by the way, they were the one seed. I mean, so he was doing some things right, yeah. but I think you hit the nail on the head. There is a leadership void on this team, and I don't know why or how it's or what's going on, but something is not right in that locker room. Yeah. Um, whether it's Tatum, whether it's Brown, it's just Jenna. We've been saying it all season. It's just something just isn't right. I and I I'm not there. I have my theories under what I think it might be, but I, I just. You know, it, it, it something is just not right. And that Ima Yudoka situation, I think that mattered because now I think I know he was the leader as far as the head coach and the guy they were willing to follow in, some, in the battle, right? If we're using war metaphors, which I hate, but I just did, right? Like he he was that guy. They were like, yeah, all right, we're, we're, we're rotting. We're rocking with Ime. And then literally, Jenna, the day before training camp opens, 
Uh, yeah, he will be. It's like, wait, what? 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 I'm sorry. What, what are we right. doing? And if you remember, um, just to remind everybody at home, when this was all happening and we were seeing, you know, the players speak for the first time, in my opinion, they appeared and implied that they were kind of confused. Like they didn't know what was going on. So I don't know. The way this whole thing went down, not to mention the elephant in the room kind of, I think we mentioned this too on a prior episode at the time. The Celtics exposed this entire situation. It did not need to be public knowledge. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not saying you need to sweep it under the rug, handle it in what right. you need you to do. handle it internally. Like, yep. You exposed this. You mm-hmm. made this a thing. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now everybody's running with it, of course, but. In many ways, the collapse happened from within, right? And yeah. so, look, you know what I, how I feel about this, Jenna. You'd be foolish to break up an all NBA tandem. Like, foolish. Like, you don't. Jason. Tatum is all NBA first team. Jalen Brown's all NBA second team. You do not separate a pair of all NBA wings at their size, their skill set on both ends of the floor. You just don't. Okay. So yeah, maybe you got to figure out, okay, we have to figure out how to get some leadership established in here. Is it Jason? Is it Jalen? And if it's not one of them, right, who can we get in here that can be a leader in that way? If they think Missoula cannot do it from the head coach spot, who is that person that can do it, right? So I think this, there's stuff going to be happening for sure this summer uh, in Boston. But look, this is going to be a very disappointing end. Because to me, Jenna, the way they got blown out in game three was was deflating. And Was it 26 points, I think? Yeah, yeah. And there were moments where they had opportunities to kind of crawl themselves and get back into it. But the heat would not wilt. Like, you know, shout out to my podcast partner on Troop, Coach Thorpe, who's like, you know, this time of year, it's not about basketball. This is a fight. Like, it is a literal fight. Yeah. And you have to be willing, right, to put it all on the line. And I feel like the Heat, we know for sure, play that way. Celtics, mm, not really what I see from them on a right, on a consistent basis. I was just going to say, you can night in and night out be like, all right, Miami's going to go out there and play hard no matter what. You can't say the same with that. Up 10, down 10, don't matter. With Boston. You just can't. Um, going to be interesting. We'll see if they can, you know, steal a game here. But well, they're, they're, they're doing the whole thing where it's like, don't let us win one. Don't let us win one. And it's I like, that. they, they, they kind of they have to say that. And I get it. And if you're in Miami, there's some truth to that. Do not let them. When you have a team down oh, yeah. 0-3, step on their necks and finish them. Do right. not extend it. Listen, Denver's at home resting and you got to go play in altitude, right? Now we know Miami Heat, the most condi- the best conditioned team in the league, no doubt. But we're doing this above sea level, my friends. It, it's going to be a little bit different up there. So right. don't, you want to get, get yourself rested, stay in South Beach. You don't want to get on a plane right now and go to Boston. Why? For what? No, 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 no. We stay in South Beach to relax and get ourselves ready for the NBA Finals. Exactly. Let's shut this down and so they can enjoy South Beach maybe <laughs> in that uh, little stretch of theirs if they get it. All right, let's move on to the West because we got to talk about these Nuggets because they advanced to their first ever NBA Finals after sweeping the Lakers. Now, hey, the Lakers played a hell of a uh, series, and that game last night was close. Lakers were up by 15 at one point. But, I mean, Jokic is just too good. And then, of course, that major defensive stop at the end with Jamal Murray on LeBron James, of course. And, you know, to end that possession right there and seal the deal. I mean, 
Nikola Jokic, you have been preaching on this podcast since day one how good this man is, before the MVPs, before anything. And, I mean, this guy, he just yeah. he just shows up every time. <laughs> huge, huge play for him. Huge bucket at the end there, too. With Anthony Davis on him. Look, Jenna, yeah. for casual fans who the Denver Nuggets aren't on national TV a ton, right? So, and if they are, it's usually a late, a late East Coast tip game, right? So, after 1030 on a Friday night, most casual fans ain't watching it. Those of us who have league pass, we've been knowing about Nikola Jokic for years. Mm-hmm. Well, you're finally getting to see. Jenna, he's averaging a triple double in these in this postseason on ridiculous shooting numbers. He has more, the most triple doubles by a center in NBA history, passing Wilt Chamberlain. When you pass Wilt Chamberlain in, in record books, you know, oh, I'm I'm doing some things. He's playing like he is the best player in the league, and Jenna, it's because he can impact the game in a multitude of ways. When he's not scoring, he's dishing the ball, rebounding, setting screens, even even dare I say, playing pretty good defense at times as well. Look, Jokic is excellent, and the Nuggets, Jenna, are at the definition of a team, right? Yeah. Even when LeBron went berserk in that first half, watching the game, I never felt like, oh, this 31 is 31 points in the first half on Correct. 11 for 13 shooting. I'm not even reading that. I just had that grain in my mind. I was like, the Nuggets aren't worried. I'm not worried. Like, I was just like, well, I it never felt like the game was out of reach. Like they couldn't, it couldn't come back. And that when you're a team, when you're down like that and you're like, eh, I'm not worried. Or at least someone like me who's really watches this stuff closely. And I'm like, as well as the Lakers are playing, I feel like they got to be up 25 right now. And they're not right. And they weren't. And sure enough, in that third yeah. quarter, blitzed them. And it was to be expected, right? I mean, LeBron James played every minute in that first half and in the third quarter, Jeff Van Gundy and Mark Fiaxon are screaming, LeBron, got to get... I'm like, he can't. He's exhausted. He played all the minutes in the first half. Because his thought was, okay, I'm going to shoot everything, all my bullets in the first half, and we're going to get out to a huge lead, and that'll be enough to hold him off. He got out to a lead. It wasn't big enough. As I said, it needed to be 25. If they were up 25, I'd be like, okay, maybe. You could, you could tell in the second half... Too, he was getting gas. He was passing more. He obviously, Jenna, he obviously wouldn't, can't con- sustain that the whole game. He but, wouldn't drive to the rim on smaller matches because he couldn't. He physically yep, couldn't. Could not. Plus that foot injury that he's playing on, Wilson, um, which we all know is going to need surgery in the offseason. Absolutely. Just, come on. He absolutely. won't say it, and we won't know. But that's what's going to happen. Hundred percent. Yeah, that's all going down. Probably already happened. Right. Um, probably. <laughs> literally in his first therapy session at this point, <laughs> contemplating his future. But we'll get there. Um. But yeah, I mean, also like they probably had D'Lo on the first bus back, like after the first quarter. No offense, <laughs> no offense, D'Lo, but you, we brought you back. We Look, let you in. It's and, um, and this happened. It's tough in the playoffs, right? We talk about this all the time. If you are deficient in one area, that's very obvious. Well, you're going to be exposed, and the other team is going to make that a point so that it forces your team and your coach to do something with you. Daniel Russell's a very good offensive player. Yeah. But he's, he was playing well. At but one he's point. not not a good defensive player. And the Nuggets hunted him and put him in every single action. And when that's resulting in buckets or fouls every time, well, we can't have you on the floor because it's about possessions. We cannot be giving up possessions every time you're on the floor and they're scoring if you're not able to match it consistently on the other end. At least make it a net zero, which he was not able to do. Right. Um, you know, Jamal Murray was incredible in this series. He averaged 32 points on like 50, 40-something, 95 shooting splits. 
he brilliant. was brilliant. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. was excellent in this series. Like, he would look at the box scores and be like, oh, but only had like 15, oh, whatever. I'm like, but Jenna, last two games, double-digit rebounds, and they weren't those kind of rebounds you get where you're just standing in the right place and the ball bounces to you. He battled for those defensive rebounds among LeBron James and Anthony Davis and came away with critical boards. Why are defense, why are rebounds so important? You can play great defense for 24 seconds of a shot clock or 23, but if you give up the offensive rebound, well, then you didn't play great defense because defense ends the when you're right, it ends your defensive possession because now you have the ball and you can go on offense. Like and critical ones in, in those two games. Uh made some big threes as well. He played outside. Aaron Gordon, excellent. Standing up to LeBron physically, not backing down yeah. when LeBron was coming at him. Like it was, listen, Bruce Brown off the bench. By the way, Bruce Brown, second round draft pick. Another player who anybody could have had. There is so much talent. Nets let him go, right? It was the Nets. Uh, Nets let him go in free agency. They weren't, they weren't able to give him the, 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 the contract he wanted. Jenna, there's so much talent that exists all around the world in basketball, but it's on these teams to identify. Who yep. can impact winning? It ain't just about who can score me 25 points a night. Who can impact winning? Okay. And now it's my job to coach him up and put him in the right position to maximize what he does effectively and very well. Now, it's easier said than done. But if the Heat can do it, why can't other teams figure out a way to make it make it happen? Yeah. I mean, this goes back to another conversation we had podcasts ago about situations. Players when they're not utilized in the right situation, they may be either wasted or damaged goods, mm -hmm. you know, but they're right. not, you know? Right. So yeah, good stuff out of the Nuggets. They're a complete team, the better complete, team clearly sure. in, that, uh, in that series. So, I mean, we kind of knew that was happening. Let's talk about um, a sad, <laughs> sad thing that happened last night after this, this sweep it's terrible sweep at crypto.com. Our king. <laughs> Your king. <laughs> LeBron James used the R word. Mm. Yeah, no, he didn't use like Roscoe's or like another, <laughs> you know, like Reebok. No, no. Rigatoni. No, it was retirement. Retirement. <laughs> What the hell? And I only said rigatoni because I think he said that Italian was his favorite. <laughs> but I read an interview once. It stuck. But for real. Uh, yeah, he was talking that uh, he told ESPN that he's going to consider retirement. Um, and, you know, Bleacher Report, of course, uh, came out with Chris Haynes that, mm -hmm. you know, he had a lot to weigh if he was going to come back for a 21st season. You and I talked off camera about this, but I know you have some things to say about um, this little bombshell because it is the first time he's really spoken like this in his career. And he's been an advocate of wanting to play with his son, Bronny James, who just committed to USC. So talk to me about this because I know you feeling spicy over there. I mean, look, this is just LeBron being drama king as usual. Like, Everything propaganda he does, king. propaganda. Oh, please! You know I feel that's about the LeBron say, James right? propaganda machine because that's what it's all it is. And LeBron and his propagandites out in the media who push out whatever Clutch tells them. Like, please, Le well, everything Clutch never called. <laughs> everything LeBron does is calculated. Do y'all really think he would announce his retirement like this? Stop it! This is not Without a farewell tour. Stop it! This is not happening. This is LeBron planting the seed that potentially maybe. He sits out a year, gives himself a full year to heal and get his body right. 
2024, if all things go well, Bronny will declare for the NBA draft. And then that means if the Lakers can and will select him, he gets to play with his son. Or LeBron will still be under contract to be exercised that last year of his deal. Whoever team drafts Bronny, the Lakers trade LeBron to that team, right? Who knows? But the point is, LeBron has made it very clear. He's going to play with his son. He said that numerous times. Mm-hmm. That is what he's going to do. And so we shall see with all this R word talk about. I got to really contemplate my future. Please stop it. Stop it. Listen, your ass got swept by the better team. We talking about the Denver Nuggets right now. You go ahead and go home. Go on your banana boat. Do whatever you got to do. Get your surgery. Don't tell nobody nothing. Cool. You just be quiet for the summer. We're good. We don't need to hear from you. We'll hear from you back next season in training camp when you're back. Um, yes, you are the second person that has said to me today, realistically, like that this guy could possibly take a year off. You think a, you think a year off is so is th- th- think about this. A possibility? When, they, when they won the bubble, t- the bubble championship, what happened? The season oh, they went straight through and they had what four or five months off. Yeah. Right. That four or five months was huge and rejuvenated LeBron. He was a monster in that postseason and that run to the finals. At 38, it's just harder. Every athlete will tell you, Jetta, when retirement, when they're thinking about the end of their career, it's not about the competition and the games. They that that that's easy. They still love that stuff. It's all the other shit to get themselves physically and mentally ready to do that night in and night out. They've lost the desire and they've lost the fun of that aspect because it's a grind now. Yeah. What used to take me 15 minutes. Now it takes me an hour and 15 minutes, right? Like I got to spend an extra hour on the training table and it's just more and more time. And it's the physical ailment it wears on you. And LeBron's been doing this at this level since he was 18 years old. It's a lot. He's been in the playoffs and made deep runs damn near every season he's been in the league. Listen, that's a lot of wear and tear on that body. And so, Yeah. yeah, he might be looking for, you know what? I get a full year off to recover, come back. Who knows? Not too bad. Uh, Certainly, you know, could be a good option. Other options are floating around in the news right now. Of course, the rumors and the reports are running rapid, rapid, rampant, 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 about potential trades and things going on. Of course, my Mm -hmm. former guy's name is in there. Um, We we just. And when I say that, I don't mean that in a weird way. I, I, I mean, I like, you mean. know, my dude, uh, Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah. Potentially, because he's a free agent this summer. And then you got Trey Young rumblings, because we all know that the drama down in Atlanta is still simmering there. Uh, so what is going on? Uh, Kyrie and LeBron, don't do it to me. It's not happening. I didn't throw away my old shirts in Cleveland. Don't worry. <laughs> it's it's not happening. Like, look. It, you're just like Dapa. You're, you're raining on parades. Well, because fast. here's the thing. Like, Kyrie has proven he is an unreliable teammate. Like, he has shown that. Not to LeBron. Do you want to take that gamble, LeBron, at this stage of your career? True. No. Unreliable. Unreliable. Um, Trey Young, let's talk about that potentially. Look, we know that, and I said this on, on our show, it's likely Atlanta will make Trey available in trade talks this summer uh, because clearly things aren't working out with him as the lead guy uh, over there. So what could they potentially, potentially get back in return? Would he work with LeBron? Look, offensively, of course, brilliance, but Trey's got defensive issues. But the Lakers are a very good defensive team. Can they hide all of his issues? We shall see. Look, the Lakers, 
their thing to me, Jen, is can they re-sign Austin Reeves? Because he's going to get – people are going to pay that young I man some money. So. He, he, he has proven he's a very that good That young player. man deserves it. He's, a, he's been excellent this postseason. What do they do about D'Lo? They let him just go? And they're like, look, man, we're not thinking about re-signing you. Right? So they have to make sure that the rest of that roster, they're re-signing who they want, locking everybody up and making sure they're like, okay, this is what we want around uh, potentially LeBron and Anthony Davis, and where can we make upgrades and tweaks? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, real quick shout out uh, to a former Laker, Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. called it a career. Mm-hmm. That just made me think about it because he was on the Lakers for a hot minute there. Yep, last yep, team yep, that he played season. with. Yep, yep. Uh, kudos to Melo. Um, the number nine all-time leading scorer in NBA history. Um, won a NCAA title as a freshman with Syracuse. Was named the most outstanding player in the 2003 um, NCAA tournament. Uh, was a nugget. Went to the Western Conference Finals in 09. Won the scoring title. Ten-time All-Star. Six-time All-NBA. Member of the Knicks. Uh, you know, he had some legendary moments. One of the great bucket getters in the history of this sport. Um, listen, NCAA championship as a freshman and the number nine all-time NBA leading scorer. Not too uh, bad. That's pretty good. And and let's not forget the hundreds of millions of dollars he's made in his playing career. He's won at the game of life, as he said. Hey, Mello, that's right. Really nice retirement video there, passing the torch to his son. Mm-hmm. Also, another shout-out to another prominent Laker, Tristan Thompson, who landed himself uh, an interview with Lisa Salters when uh, LeBron went to the locker room. In, uh, in, in 2023, Tristan Thompson was getting minutes in a conference finals closeout game. That's it. Could yeah. you believe it? I know mm-hmm. a lot of people couldn't, but then when they looked at the footage, they were like, ah, okay. <laughs> There it is. There it is. Had to end it on there uh, with a funny note, but all love, you know what it is, except for, you know, don't be cheating anymore, please. <laughs> we had to tell him. We just had to make sure he knew. That's it. That's all right, it. folks, you were to find us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that, at Simverse Pod on Twitter, at Simverse Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at Gentleman Selly. And until next time, everybody, peace.